Welcome back to another great episode, a special episode. You guys seen him a couple weeks ago. We got my main man, Murph Henderson, here with us today. And today we're going to do something a little different, something special, see how this takes off. Um, I am, we're doing a, a special review of Shane Gillis' Beautiful Dogs, now streaming on the Netflixer there, Netflixer. Got my main man Murph here with me today. Murph, how you feeling today? Man, I'm good. I'm I'm happy it's Friday. I'm I'm about to be off that day job shit. You know, happy to be talking <laughs> family, talking shop with my man. It's, it's good. It's a good day. Yeah, man. Uh yeah. I'm 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 happy to have you on here. I was like, I gotta have somebody that know what they know what they're talking about. So who other than my main man, Murph Henderson here, everybody. Yeah. Um so uh all right we're we're gonna review Shane Gillis uh beautiful dogs uh I'm gonna tell myself here um this is my first time ever seeing Shane Gillis stay off the weed really? yeah so what <laughs> okay so what's what's your impression uh well I saw a clip first and I think I've posted it on the uh ig but i don't when i post clips on ig i really don't be like paying attention i just post it um i thought i thought um well let me just say this i really don't (laughs) i really don't think white comedians are funny all the time (laughs) so (laughs) my man just went with with the heat but i think it's because like half the time i don't be knowing what they be talking about you know i don't kind of like get their sense of humor so it's not like i don't it's not that they not funny i just don't be getting it but he was like he i actually got like what he was talking about and i was uh i don't know his other stuff so i can only base it off this one but i thought it was interesting to see a white man in my opinion i feel like he was talking about race a lot or yeah. political things a lot and i ain't never seen it or pay attention enough to realize it but i think he is i think he definitely is funny very funny yeah yeah this is i think this is probably my second special that i've seen him do i know he put one out just uh online so i don't i don't know if you know you might i don't know if you remember a couple of years ago he was supposed to be a new cast member on snl and no. Right, right before, like he, like he had been accepted, or you know, like he, he had got the job. But uh, right before that happened, he was on a podcast, and he uh, he made a he made a joke uh, that was a that was a racially charged joke. It wasn't a racist joke, but it was it was a racial joke, and it was right in the middle of I think it was the middle of stop Asian hate. And uh, and the joke that he made it was just like, nope, we like they they canceled him, or they tried to cancel him anyway. So this dude becomes a, a, a podcast darling, basically, right? He's like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to just do stand-up. And to me, he he said it in his special. He looks like he looks like the type of guy that says, all right, let's, let's wait to see the rest of the body cam footage. Like he, he, so his, the things that he says, it's the perfect package to deliver what I think sometimes is, is subversive material, you know? Um, I feel like especially as a guy who very easily could just talk about the regular, I mean, to, for lack of a better term, the regular white comedian stuff, you know, 
Like you, you it, it would be very easy to just talk about the very middle of the road, every man, you know, my mom is annoying, my girlfriend's annoying, I'm losing my hair, you know, like shit, you know, it, but like it, it it seemed like he was really trying to trying to craft something. He feels like he feels like a comic comic. The other thing I noticed is he slips in and out of impressions and act out act outs really smoothly. But it's not like he's not one of those dudes that hams it up where like if he can do a voice or if he's gonna you know if he's gonna do an act out, he's not humping the stool. It's like a real quick, like real quick act out and then back to like the regular, like, okay, I'm gonna just do my do my set. But if he needs to slip into an act out, I I've seen I've seen him I've seen a lot of people try to do them and it's like they present it in a way like you're supposed to be more impressed than you mm-hmm. are. Like, ooh, I can I can do this voice, so that should be the more the more impressive part of this joke than the than how funny this joke is, right? Yeah, but yeah. All of his act outs and all of his voices seem to be in service of a larger joke. That they're not the joke themselves. Yeah, I wasn't expecting uh him to. I mean, like I said, I've never seen him, but he he was very good at uh, act outs and um, impressions. That was like one of the the things I noticed. The first thing I noticed, how I okay, like. I went too far. How I knew he was going to uh, be funny was because the song that he came out to. Bing bong. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm already got my attention, you know. So like, yeah, yeah, I, I was surprised at that too. I was surprised <laughs> at that too. Okay, I was, he came, he came out with that text. I was like, all right, okay. That yeah, was, that was wild. And yeah, okay. So yeah, I said I liked his his subtle act outs. Um, yeah, they were real, they were real subtle. Um, but no, I liked, especially the, I think at first the, the kangaroo one, I feel like. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. Effortlessly. Um, but when he was started talking about it, I'm like, I paused it. I'm like, dang, he really, this is kind of political a little bit here, or at least talking about one nation versus another. So it made me yeah. really pay attention because I don't, like I said, I've never seen too many white comics talk about race or political issues and i always i'm going to pay attention to a white comic like i feel like every other black comic do when they start talking about black people like to see how you craft that like you know yeah i mean you know to me that's the mark of a good comic it's not necessarily that you could talk about black people but like you it's easy to take a subject that's already funny and just riff off of a funny subject right but it's a lot harder to take a subject that isn't inherently funny. It's actually inherently politically charged and it makes people not want to have a good time when you bring it up. And to make people laugh at that, like that, that's a that's a comic comic. You know, that's an actual comedic skill. You know, so I to me, I'm every time I can I see a comedian do that where it's like especially because it, it appeared to be an audience primarily of 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 white patrons. Right? So he really could have just pandered to them the whole time right he could have and i and i like the fact that he played with that idea like when he was talking about how when you go abroad especially when you go to countries in europe there are no black people right and then for a second he was like which is you know what i'm saying and he, like he gave he gave the crowd a chance to like to to let that part of them out a little bit and then, he, and then he, you know what I'm saying? Like, and eh, wouldn't it be for like, you know what I'm saying? And then, and then he pulled it back, like, nah, it was like, I'm fucking around. 
and it, and it's it's funny because you can you can only make that joke if you know secretly some of them are thinking that. That's only funny if everybody knows what you're talking about. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Cause you know they're thinking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, so, it, I, I don't know. It, to me, it was a, also the 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 callbacks really got to me. Yeah, you kept like, saying that he kept doing a, a callback. Which which one were you talking about when we first? So talked the Navy about Seal it? one. Uh, the uh, so so okay. So it, it was it was two things. One, he kept bringing up the kangaroo at different times. Mm-hmm. Right, like the can- like he he did the kangaroo imp- impression like like three or four times throughout throughout the special, but he also brought up that the Navy Seal that used to date his girl. He like the whole show, every now and then he'd tag like Navy Seals or pussies or like you know, this or that, and it it was way after he already did the joke, and to me like to just pepper it and not like not even like that was the way that he's gonna end it, not even that 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 was the the big closer, but just to be able to work it in effortlessly like that like i mean to, to me that that was that was a really smooth presentation yeah i did notice he i kept looking for it because when you mentioned i kept looking for like a distinct one but i did notice he kept doing a couple of them um uh one one of the things i i liked about it was um hold on watching war on white clear okay um one of the things i liked one of the things i noticed was uh I don't think I noticed till he said it was that how there was a lot of guys in the audience and I've never seen a show where there's more guys in the audience. And as soon as he said it, I noticed like how the laughs sounded different. And I wondered as a comedian, how would I react to that? If it was mostly guys in the audience, what <clears throat> would my, would my cadence change? Would with my joke structure change, you know, I instantly thought about like that. Like, how did he handle that? Would you do it? Would you do a different set? Like, okay, if you, especially if you were expecting a certain audience, like, yeah. you, you know, would you change it if it's like, yo, I was really expecting it there to be a lot more women here? The fact that there aren't, like, let's say it's just mostly dudes and then a couple of guys and their girlfriend. Do you change? You change your set? I might change how I say some things. I'm not really sure. But I'm talking about like, I feel like he knows that's his audience, but I've never seen somebody have an audience where it's just mainly guys. Like, I wasn't expecting that. But I also don't know who he is, but I just never, I've never even seen that. Like, a a comedian have, like, just mainly guys as, like, his audience. Like, yeah, he, he has very, he has very, like, he has very baseball bro vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like he has, he has very frat bro, very like you know, like most of his friends are guys that would be easy to describe, right? Like guys that you've seen a thousand of <laughs> all the time, right? So like it, it, it. I think he knows that, and he, and the reason I say that is the majority of his popularity comes from podcast appearances, right? Very specific podcast appearances. So if you are not in that, if you're not in that atmosphere where you listen to those podcasts, like if you don't listen to Joe Rogan a lot, if you don't listen to the people in that Joe Rogan sort of atmosphere, then you probably have never heard of them. So it, it and and to me that's that's kind of cool though. To me, is is dope that you can become 
sort of a, a a household name and still not have have so many people know who you are. You know, oh yeah, like, man. Like yeah, he he's famous enough to be on Netflix, but I bet you know I'm sure there's plenty of places that he goes that nobody knows who he is. Yeah, I have like people kept, comments come up to me all the time, be like, you know who such and such is? I'll be like, I have no idea, dog. Like, yeah, if they're not if they're not black and like <laughs> was doing comedy when I was growing up, I probably don't know them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So like when somebody told me about him, I'm like, bro, I don't know who that is. And then when I see a lot of people were reviewing, uh, was raving about it, I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta check this out. Um, and I and I did like it. I like I like finding out new comics. And when I did talk to a white comic about his special, they told me like he is like one of the bros. I guess that's how like white guys talk with their friends and stuff. He just said like you feel like you're just talking to one of your bros. And they were wondering how he got so far with that with that cadence, with that just coming off as one of the bros. The only thing I could think of was like, you know, once you get comfortable enough on stage, like, you just, it don't really come off as if you're doing comedy anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it does sound like you're just, you're just talking. But that, I, I will also say that is his cadence in regular conversation. Right? And I think, it's it's funny, I was watching, um, I was watching when Jon Stewart got, uh, it got the Mark Twain Award. And Dave Chappelle was talking about how when he when he met him, he was the same guy on stage and off stage. He was talking about how a lot of comedians, especially when you start, you sort of play with a, a personality, you play with a cadence, you play with a delivery, right? So you you try on different hats and different faces for the audience, right? But you're different off stage, and John Stewart's not. I I would at least say that you know as far as his on camera you know not in front of the microphone stuff he he seems to be the same guy and I feel like that is what people gravitate to not necessarily the you know that delivery itself but when you can tell somebody's being genuine when you can tell like this is how they actually talk this isn't really a performance it feels feels special you know and if you, if you can do that all the time that's a brand. Yeah, because some people talk differently on stage and they get off stage and you'd be like, What? Like, I don't know why. Your voice yeah. is a little higher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, nope. it, it it's definitely like and and that's the other thing is like it there are some people who do it and that's the that's the joke, that's the bit, right? Like Gilbert Godfrey did that. Right? Like that wasn't his real voice. If you ever heard his real voice it sounded like extra like extra calm right but on stage you're doing that so it, it would be i think it would be disappointing if that wasn't how shane gillis talked and he was just doing the bro voice like just to to appease people right like i, I but then again I, I think that would actually be kind of kind of talented if like if you knew you could do that and be like nah i'm just talking to them in the in the delivery that i know what they want to hear yeah yeah I wonder do these I wonder do these white comics do they run their black jokes in black and like majority black rooms? Like I wonder how they test their stuff out. I mean, I feel like yeah. if you do it in a white room, like okay, it's funny, but like I don't know, I'll be wanting to see them do it like in a black room, like with these jokes and just see like first of all if they would do it and then just see like the reaction. Yeah. Yeah, I, I you know what I've, I've like I said I've only seen one of the special of his and he has uh, some racially oriented jokes in in that one too, and the black people in the crowd seem to be enjoying it. I thought they were funny, but I do feel like 
just because black people would laugh at a joke doesn't mean that you could get that off at a comedy club, like a black comedy club or a black. Movie. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, not black people, niggas. Like, say that in front of some niggas. <laughs> I just want to, I just, I've never seen it's it. It's hard to make niggas laugh, period. Like, <laughs> in general. That's, that's, that's why I want to see it. Like, I've never, like, I can see the glee on white comics face. Like I'm just talking about here. Like when they do a, 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 a black joke in front of a white audience, I'll be like, okay, it worked here. Yeah. But do that in front of some niggas and let me, and then like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, I do be wanting them to see how we feel, but like, I just want to see like how it worked. Cause I see it every time with us. So I just want to yeah. see like we're birth how we work, you know, if it was reversed. That's all. But I like the fact I mean, I like the fact when any white comic go up there and, and tell any black joke, no matter the degree or difficulty of it. Um, yeah. but I do wonder like how do they know for sure it'll work? Cause I couldn't just do like when I do when I do jokes about white people, I just I I can't just say if I do it in a white room, it works. I gotta do it in front of black people too to see if it, you know, in other races. Yeah, yeah, no, I it, and it's it's interesting because comedy is one of those things where everybody doesn't have the same challenges. Like to to a certain extent, you do, right? <laughs> to a certain extent, you do have the the, the, the same challenges, but to me, it also kind of evens out. And I'm not talking about like the opportunities that you get. I'm talking about like when you're on stage, your ability to make people laugh, right? Like there, for example, I've I've seen a lot of uh a lot of newer comics they they want to talk about sex immediately right because that's what that's what makes people you know pay attention you know it, it, but if you can if you can turn it into something that 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 nobody has not even that nobody has said before but a perspective that nobody has taken before that's that's different so yeah we when you try it in front of other people when you try it in front of black people and and, and white people in different audiences or or corporate audiences or older audiences, right? Where like they don't necessarily rock with the same point of view that you have, right? Or different different political audiences. That to me is is the real challenge. It's like, okay, can you make a room full of white Republicans laugh? Yeah. And not yeah. like be shucking and jiving, but like do your <laughs> material but make them laugh though. Yeah, yeah, that is true. What was what was your uh what was your favorite joke? Um Man, but <laughs> I think I think probably I think probably it was, and I, I hate it's it's weird that this is the joke, but it's probably the uh, the mass shooting joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably my favorite one because, like, if if you can make an audience realize a horrible truth. But make them laugh about it anyway. Like to me, that's that's hard to pull off. Yeah, because you know? he 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 dragged them all the way with this like America's number one stuff at the beginning. I mean, yeah, it was tongue in cheek, but it was very like you know, if he if he had started chanting USA, people would have started chanting USA. Like that's that's just that's yeah, of course that definitely looked like a a chant USA type <laughs> of guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, so like given that that's where he was. He could have easily not made that the punchline. Uh, yeah. that you know, there's no com there's no comeback for uh, for mass shooting. But you know, I mean, it, 
I think there are there are a couple that are that are gonna grow on me. I mean, the kangaroo is just is just funny just to to, to look at. Like it's like if I saw like you know if I saw just a gif of dude like doing a kangaroo, like yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll probably I'll probably start start laughing. So I mean, I, I, did, did you have a favorite joke? I have four, man. Uh, okay, the first one I like because I didn't know. I haven't watched it yet. I don't know if I will watch it. But when he was talking about, uh, you can watch a whole war on YouTube. <laughs> oh then, shit! Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, uh, he's talking about how we how we kill people, and he was just like clear. <laughs> Yo, you know what? I forgot about that one. I forgot about that one. Yeah, and the officer <laughs> Bow Wow. That was, that was shit. yeah. I was like, we they do do that. That's what it sounds like though. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what I like? I like that he was able to take because it's that same demographic of crowd that we're talking about, right? Like people that would have been, you know, very patriotic. He managed to say, "All right, you guys are like me, and I am like the dudes in ISIS. So we are like the dudes in ISIS. Like we would. This is how we would react in war. This is how unprepared we would be." Right, and, and it, <laughs> that, like there was a, it was a wild point to make. Like after you spend all, like cause you, you spend that whole time at the at the front of the show, like get, you know doing the bandwagon stuff that everybody is just going to going to agree with, right? I mean, yeah, you pepper in a little bit of stuff, but like everybody, it's it's all things that people would have expected from a Shane Gillis show when they came there, right? And then he threw yeah. something in that was like, all right, like when you when you think of, when you think about it, it is wild that and psychotic that that's how we kill people. I, it made me want to watch it, like, <laughs> and I was just like, "I didn't even know that exists." And how do you even find? Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 disturbing, man. Like, I I, I have friends that were in the service. And it's weird. They'll they'll send you like clips, and like they spend a lot of time on on YouTube watching that shit. Man, it's wild. Uh, and then I like how he. It seemed like it was crowd work. How he addressed the women in the audience that told him, "Like, listen, I know you just came here because." <laughs> Uh, I thought that was fun. that's when I noticed. I was like, "Oh shoot, there's a lot of dudes there." Like, yeah, that was yeah. I felt the pain. Um, I liked how the the Biden Rambo joke. You talking about the little robot vacuum? Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Grandpa Joe is uh, <laughs> he, he, he he wanders for real. <laughs> yeah, now nah, he and, it, and it's funny because like that act out, the rumba act out is not like it's a very subtle like you know what I mean. It, it's it's but it's yeah. so it's so dead on, and his impressions are so dead on. Like it's Trump, it, it's Trump is wild, maybe the most accurate one I've seen. I think it worked because he went right and then he went left. And I'm like, bro, that's exactly what he <laughs> He just don't know where to go, bro. Like, I, just, I was cracking up, bro. And then, yeah, just the whole, like I said, I've never seen him before. So I'm pretty sure he's already done the Trump impersonation. But like, that was, like you said, that was by far one of the best ones that I like. Like, he sounded just like him. And when he said, <laughs> He said, Abu. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking up, bro. It's like, bro, this shit is hilarious, bro. I was cracking up. Yeah, 
fucking up, man. And then he, and he was talking about the beautiful dogs. And he was like, I wouldn't have cried. I was just like, oh my God, bro. You made me, you made me miss Trump. And I would never thought I would say some shit like that. I mean, yeah, that's that's yo, that's 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 the talent is like it, especially because I feel like he's one of those people that if he's around some or if he sees somebody enough, he can probably do their voice. Like to yeah. a certain extent, or at least enough where like you know that that's who he's doing. Bro, like everybody else's uh uh impression of Trump fails in comparison to his, man. That was just like the best one, man. That was just that was crazy. Yeah, that was yeah. crazy. Yeah, that he's was- uh you, you know what I, I am curious because especially because you brought this up. I am curious because yeah, that show was 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 mostly those. But like it sounded like that's what he expects at his shows now. Is like that's probably what's gonna be there is mostly dudes. So do you think if that becomes your expectation, like that's who you that's who you cater to, that's who you expect to be at your shows, do you think you just start writing for that demographic instead of like do you, do you think your do you think your writing changes? Not because you want to, but just that's who comes to your show. I think if you're expecting it. I feel like if you was, nah, I feel like if you write to the audience, you kind of, I don't, I'm not saying people can't make it if you write to your audience, but that kind of cripples you as an artist. I I would go insane about that. So I think people just kind of be themselves and whoever gravitate, you know, gravitate like. Yeah. Older people tend to like my stuff, which I would never thought, but I don't like dismiss it. It's just be like, okay, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I think you try to just write. Cause there was there was girls there too, but like like you said, like a lot of people know who he is, but still a lot of people don't know who he is. So probably by them watching this now, they'll be like, you know, women will be like, "Hey, I'm a fan and come." So I would like to see actually that dynamic if it changed and it's and it's women now. You know, um, yeah. What would he say now? You know what I'm saying? But seeing that his topics weren't really too much about men do this, women do this, it was mainly about just issues and stuff like that. I think he could bring in pretty much about anybody, but now nah, I, I would just, I would just still be myself for real. For that's what got me there. Uh, that's what I would do. I yeah, think that would, no, I, I would just drive me crazy to try to like come up with change who I am as a performer just overnight yeah. like that for my audience. And, and I don't mean even change it on purpose. I just mean like yeah. if you if you go a certain like I, okay, I guess I guess I mean like this, right? Like let's say you got booked on a on a, a comedy circuit where like it's a it's a very specific type of crowd that you see for like six months right like most of like you can you can pretty much guess like what type of crowd this is going to be because of the type of place that that you're going to do you think that that changes your perspective on writing not even because you want to but it's just every night when you go out there that's who's in the crowd probably because Probably because um, you probably say some stuff you haven't said before because now you got this audience and you feel like it'll work with this with this type of audience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I know, like, when I go to Clintonville, like, you know, go to Hanks, I try to say more family-oriented stuff because it's family in there. Yeah. Going, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah. 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 Yeah, I do. I do. But I, I think it would be interesting to see how he like if he puts out a special next year because Trump will actually 
be on the campaign yeah. trail and there's a lot of stuff going on or will he'll wait till like the following year which is 2025 yeah yeah that's yo I, speaking of which like my man is going to be running while like actively being indicted that's that's i think the first time we've ever seen that ever in my life like we're doing yeah. actively being chased by the law running for president like and, and might win <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I did like I did like the fact that he named it Beautiful Dogs. Um, because I was like, why is this name? I had to watch it the second time when I finally got it. I was like, oh, it's named after the joke. Because yeah. sometimes I'd be thinking like I feel like if you name it after if you name the special after your joke, you know the joke got about you know it got a kill. Because like I mean, like that's yeah, kind of like that. That's, it's kind of like a music artist putting an album out with their self-titled name on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, okay, but it's like it's like you you put out the the album in the name of a of a single, right? Like like the, the, like so. But my I would imagine because this is I mean you know I've clearly never done a, a special, but I would imagine you run that set for that special everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. So that you you've done this hour so many times that you know you know what works and what doesn't. So probably, you know, if he'd been doing this joke around the world and doing the beautiful dog bit, I mean, you know, I I, I probably would never name a, a, a special until I already knew, what, you know, how the set went. I can't sure. imagine, like, coming up with a name first and then trying to, trying to go do an hour. <laughs> um, what would you give? I ain't got no little... I was... I'll be trying... I'll be... Sometimes I'll be thinking about getting, like, a... Uh, a cat meow on here as a track, but I'm like, that's I'm not that weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you should bro, do it, you should do it, man. Make that, <laughs> make that shit happen. That's that's that be done. Um, what, how many, uh, I guess, how many out of five paws, I guess, <laughs> how many mm-hmm. paws would you give? Would you give the special? Um, I say I, I I give it a four. I give it a four, maybe maybe a three and a half, right? Because it was good, it was really good. But I I feel like when it when you when you judge specials, it's not only based on stuff that you've already seen them do, but stuff that you know that they can do, right? So that's the thing about comedy is like. The funnier you get, people hold you to that standard of hilarity, right? So, like as a comic, you're you're constantly writing to get funnier and funnier. But once you get that funny, it's like okay, now I have to maintain that. Otherwise, the people people get disappointed. And I think at that point, you start trying to do what you know will work, and you stay safe to a certain extent. And some of what he did felt safe, right? To me, that that was. That was the, the thing that that took away from it from me a, a little bit. But then again, I'm also not the target audience for this either, you know. So I, I think I might be looking at it too much from a from a comic lens and not as an audience member, you know. So like, as a as a comic, I'm like, all right, I I feel like this was a highly skilled performance, but also he could have he could have done a lot more. He could have taken it a lot further. Okay. Wow, three out of five. All right, <laughs> I will never do that to you again. Um, 
I would. <laughs> oh, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you every time I see you. Yeah, the more niggas around, the better. I'm, I'm, I'm doing that shit all the time. Uh, uh I would give it a. Uh, I would give it a. I want to give it a five. I want to give it a five because. Even though I don't understand white comics, I understood this one. <laughs> like I, I so like I'm like okay, I'm here with you. You know what I'm saying? Because like yeah. when I just don't always get their sense of humor when it's like a generic white comic. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Like what, what, I guess, okay. what, what do you think you don't get about it? Like what do you think may, like stops you from? I don't get their sense of humor. That like what makes them laugh like I just like when it comes yeah. to like a white comics perspective like when like, okay like generic like they're just talking about simple joke writing like you could tell this comic probably writes their joke next to a book that tells them how to write jokes and okay yeah. here goes boom here goes the punchline yeah those type of comics i'll be like i am not here with you i hear the laughs but yeah. i'm not here i, I can't connect but the yeah. ones that are speaking from the heart you know, like a Taylor Thomason or something like that. You know, yeah. uh, I, I get that. So he, I understood what he was saying. That's number one. Uh, I like the production of it because it doesn't look like it was at a um, a regular theater. I don't know what room that was. Like you could tell they had seats that was in the that it just put on the floor. Yeah. Anytime, anytime a comic does that, I feel like they either they or Netflix, but they invested their money into this like they you know they spent a little bit more extra time is like seeing how this looks and whatnot and uh i like the i like the i like his jokes he's a pretty he's a pretty uh he's a pretty solid uh writer for for real uh yeah i'm curious to see now i wasn't laughing like the whole time yeah. i'm not gonna lie i wouldn't laugh like the whole time uh, but he kept me interested just talking about like race or different different races like not like racism or anything like that but just different yeah. races and uh and political stuff just it just kept my attention and uh enough for me to laugh five ten minutes later but yeah i wasn't laughing the whole time but yeah it was good enough that it like even when i wasn't laughing he was like keeping you know my attention and whatnot because there was still some parts where i was like i don't get what he's talking about right here i had to watch it again <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Like there, there are definitely some cultural differences where it's difficult to to access uh, some comics jokes. And it, to your point, I guess what I'm saying is like, if you're normally, if it's normally hard for you to access it, and normally you don't, you don't crack a smile when you when you hear. So like, I by the way, when we <laughs> remind me to ask you who who on the scene you're you're talking about right now, because like I know. I know you're, you're, you you got to be talking about some about some specific comics that you don't find particularly funny. I gotta I gotta, I gotta who know who I don't who I don't find funny. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you if you got the take right now, I'll, I'll oh yeah, you. no, I ain't gonna do it to him. I told him to his face, but I ain't gonna. <laughs> I'll tell you. Oh, you told him like I don't think you're funny. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I told him. That's wild. Okay. Yeah, All but right. I gave him a compliment too, though. I told him that he's one of the he's one of the hardest working comics in the scene i think and because he'll tell a joke and nobody will laugh and yeah. he it doesn't look like it phase him at all <laughs> he just goes oh, into the next joke i i have like three people in my eyes. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not, 
I'm gonna ask you later on who you took him. <laughs> I got yeah, but I, I like it though, man. But but that's the thing about comedy though. Like he didn't look like he took offense to it, but like just because I don't get it and I don't find it funny, don't mean somebody yeah. else won't. You know what I'm saying? So even when somebody say you're not funny, you just gotta take it with a grain of salt. You know, yeah. like it's just I just I just simply don't be. I'll be like. And that made you laugh. Like I just like sometimes I just it be I gotta yeah. find one man. It just be some white comics and they be up there and they be killing and I'll be like, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what? And that's that's the thing is like I I feel like I feel like when it, whenever I see something like that, like okay, to to me that's like when I hear music that I don't like, like like you know screamo, like where people just be be screaming in the microphone, like. I don't understand why anybody likes it at all. I do. I do not get it at all. I would not like. Is I don't understand any part of what's enjoyable. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't take skill to make that that music. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So like, to me, when you can when you can make a uh, a song that I normally wouldn't like from like in a genre that I normally wouldn't like, and I'm like, okay, I I, I kind of fuck with this. Like, dude, that's what to me that's what, what comedy is. It's like, okay. I don't I don't really fuck with your genre like that. I don't really I don't really rock with the kind of jokes you you normally tell. But that one though, like that that to me, if you can expand people's uh people's palettes with comedy, like that that shit is real comedy to me. But you know, I mean it, it I, I think I'm still still speaking very much as a fan also though. You know, I'm gonna say I, I wanna be I'm, able to do that. I'm gonna say what you say and I'm gonna say it how I can understand it, like if I hear a song that's a different genre than I would normally listen to, although I listen to majority genres except country. Yeah. Um, like let's say it's an alternative song. If the if I can rock with the cadence, the beat, yeah. how you saying it, I'd be like, okay, yeah. I like it. You know what I'm saying? So there's certain white comics that if they got a certain cadence, yeah. I'd be like, okay. But then there's someone that are just like or the neatest yeah. Oreo cookie you've ever seen, and there's no crumbs, and it's just like, I'm not getting it. <laughs> and this one, for the majority yeah. of it, I, I yeah. got, and, and I like the the subject matter. I think that's what got me got me interested was the subject matter for sure. Uh, okay, they said the the, the uh, yeah they said he had another one. I gotta check that one out. Is that that the one is on the one are you talking about? Is it on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna check that yeah, one out, you man. Check it out; it's good. It's funny. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, man. So three, you giving it three? I'm giving it five. Um, so yeah, that's what we are gonna try to do here going forward. Just try to get like so comedy special reviews. Um, I yeah. feel like I'm becoming like a comedy buff. And all I do is comedy, and I don't like it. It feels a little weird, but it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, you listen. There's a lane for that. There's always a lane for that, especially you know black comics that really want to talk shop and want to get into the, the craft of comedy not just you know talking about i mean yeah talk, who you like and who you don't like is very is very important you know but also talking about you know the what makes a joke funny you know what makes what makes a special good you know what what perspective what artistic risks that you take that make people want to watch this shit yeah for sure for sure bing bong um i've tell people already uh I said meth. <laughs> Murph, tell people where they can find you at, bro. Uh, let's see. I host a, a Thursday night open mic every single night uh, at Saber Pint 
on Indianola. Uh, I'm also at Mike's all over the city all the time. Uh, so, you know, if, if you are in Columbus or in the Columbus area, uh, more than likely, if you if there is a, a, a microphone where they're doing comedy, I, I probably will be there. You heard what he said. He hosts a Thursday night mic every night. Message. So, so be there, okay? Every, there. Thursday. <laughs> every Thursday night. Every Thursday night. Yeah. Every every night. It's Thursday every night, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey man, this was a special episode. We don't know if we're gonna do this again, but uh just for this one, uh be, be sure to uh check out uh Shane Gillis, beautiful dogs. Not like you know, seeing this is gonna take us from two million people watching it to eight million. But hey, check it out. <laughs> Tell let us know what you think uh our IG page at uh Comedians of Bear Podcast. Uh we'll see you guys on Tuesday.